The Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. Forget the Baroness! I, Cobra Commander, have returned! Oh no! Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codame DJ Christatos, and joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation. It is Jared Albrick, codame Death Road. Well, at ease, DJ Christatos. All the green shirts tuning in for this podcast, I want to welcome you to Fort Longbox with love and acceptance, tolerance and friendship. I've been hanging out with Orsted. And we appreciate you tuning in to talk some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way through the Devil's Due run. On this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, DJ Cristalos and I are bringing back special ops guest Jason, the Weasel Skull. Albrick, welcome back to Fort Longbox, Jason. Thanks. It's great to be back. Every time I come back to this installation, it brings back memories of well, comic books and G.I. Joe, so I guess I'm in the right place. <laughs> and I thought of another, even though Jason's been here a hundred times, I thought of another question to ask Jason for his top three. All right, so how about this? Top three G.I. Joe thing that's not a figure or a vehicle or a comic book. You know, they made a lot of other stuff. Board games, video games, carrying cases, Viewmaster reels. <laughs> you name it, it was out there. What do you think? Wow, there's a couple things. First thing that popped into my mind was the G.I. Joe fan club. Nice. Mm -hmm. That would be number one. Joining that fan club got you a membership card, a headband, and wristbands so you could do PT. Oh, yeah, yeah. It gave you directions on how to do PT, your own physical fitness manual, with demonstrations by the action figures, photos of the action figures. Gave you a newsletter, gave you a poster. It was just chock full of stuff. Of course, Jared and I were broke, so we had to like split a membership. So we kind of like rotated, you get the card this week and I get the headband. I had like one armband. (laughs) I had the headband, he had the armbands. We worked it out, but that would be number one. You know, that shows that brothers can really work it out together and share their things. You know, I just dig it that way. Yes, that is true. We did. Number two, I'm going to go with the trading cards. They had a pretty kicking trading card set back in the day with some great art with the characters on it and key battle scenes and things like that. Trading cards were pretty fun. And then you touched on it. I think the Viewmaster, that was really cool. I just like the Viewmaster in general. I had so many Viewmaster reels. I viewed the heck out of the G.I. Joe, which is basically, if I remember correct, it was like the B story from issue one. Yeah, I remember the hot potato. Hot potato, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, off the top of my head, I think those three are the ones that I remember most. Honorable mention are some of the novels. The young adult novels were pretty good, Mm -hmm. too. Awesome. Awesome. Good choices. Good choices. If you want to weigh in on that question, talk about some of your sort of favorite non-figure, non comic book gi joe stuff give us a call 707-532-5269 let us know what you think about that or of course you can hit us up on twitter at longbox crusade facebook instagram youtube it's all at longbox crusade weigh in on what yours were out there we'd love to hear that from you guys 
with that, I'm going to turn it back over to DJ Cristados for this episode's Intelligence Report. Thank you, Jerk. And for this mission, we will be covering G.I. Joe issue number 37. Publisher was Devil's Due. It's got a cover date of December 2004. Writer was Brandon Jerwa. Penser is Tim Seeley and Jason Millett with backgrounds. Inker is Corey Hampshire and Sean Parsons. Colorist is Brett R. Smith. Letterer is Robin Spihar of Dreamer Designs. Cover art goes to Tim Seeley and Brett R. Smith. And speaking about the cover, Death Probe, please take us through the cover description. Got to keep this one short and simple, folks. Snake Eyes is grimacing, probably due to torture, because he is battered and shackled up as if he was in a dungeon. And the cover blurb reads, Enemy of the State. Back to you, Pat. Thank you, Jarrett, for the cover description. So let's go ahead and find out what we thought of the cover. And we'll start with Jason. I like this cover. It grabs you. Anytime you put Snake Eyes on the cover, that bumps it up a couple points bump up right when you put snake eyes in distress that really gets the old noggin going only criticism i really have is it's not really even criticism it's just reflecting back to the episode we did last time it almost seems like they should have swapped these two covers around and the previous cover should have been for this book and this cover should have been for the previous book yeah i could see that my question on this cover is why does he have the visor on <laughs> Maintain the air of mystery about his face. But so you know it's snake eyes. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm thinking because so we knew it was snake eyes on this. You can't really tell kind of from the you know his outfit that he's got on because it's all kind of with that reddish fade on it. So the only thing to me that's really showing that it's snake eyes is the visor that gives it away. But I do like it, it's very detailed on what's going on, and I also like that you have one of the chains where his hand's hanging from is kind of forefront where the G.I. Joe real American hero is kind of behind that. I always like that where the title is somehow either moved in or added into it, or they do some obscurity with it where it's, you know, it's kind of like in the background, but they do ways of covering up, giving it some depth. Jared, what's your thoughts? I agree with both of you guys. I really do like that chain that's coming in the foreground. Gives it a three-dimensional look. I think it's a striking cover. I think it's a memorable cover and well-drawn. And Snake Eyes never skips ab day or intercostals day. Look at those intercostal muscles he's got going on up there. Anyway, yeah, same as you guys. What's the intercostal? Those like bumpy ones around the ribs. Oh, okay. Now that we have the cover chat out of the way let's go ahead and rate this one on a scale of one to ten flag points one meaning you didn't like it at all and ten meaning it's perfect and you should make it a recruiting poster out of it and you can make this a recruiting poster for costos couldn't you <laughs> intercostals intercostals yeah intercostals you want intercostals like this guy come to the gym and list with me you'll get them in just a matter of 10 weeks. Jason, one to 10 flag points. I'm going to give it an eight. I think 
again, you got Snake Eyes in distress. It really sells the book well. A good observation on the chain in the foreground, Pat. Now that you called that out, I really like that as well. And just kind of the red Coloring, tinting yeah. of it just yeah. really makes it stand out. So eight for me. I am going to agree with you on an eight as well. The detail in it, again, um, with the muscles and just the shading and, and the inking that work that was done on it and the coloring. It wasn't as blasty as the previous issue. This is more kind of fadedy, but gives you that feel of, of stress happening. And you, not only do you see it in his face, but that color makes me feel stressful. Jared, what's your thoughts? I like it a lot. It's striking and memorable. I'm going to bump up and give it a nine. Ooh. I, I'm kind of a Snake Eyes fan. And like you said, when you put him in that, man, if Snake Eyes is having a bad day, I got to know more about this issue type of a deal. So, you know, I'm a big homer for G.I. Joe, so I'm always bumping things up. I'm giving it a nine. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm well worth it. With the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. You guys know the drill here on G.I. Joe Chronicles. We run a randomizer to say, hey, whose perspective are we going to tell it from? G.I. Joe or Cobra? Pat, spin the randomizer and let me know. The randomizer has chosen Cobra. Cobra it is. Let's rock and roll. Cobra, U.S. government has a new hotshot general, General Ray. And to his credit, General Ray is kicking our Cobra butts every time we encounter him. I mean, you gotta hand it to him. That was a pun, because he cut off Major Blood's hand. With mounting pressure to close down completely, the Joes have been limited to 12 members, which now includes Stalker, Barrel Roll, Shockwave, Lifeline, Spirit, Mercer, Firewall, Shipwreck, Gung Ho, Grand Slam, Ashy Larry, Lady J, and Flint. Did you find the Joe that's not actually a Joe in that lineup? Firewall. (laughs) This is a good one. Our intel reports that the Joes are still interrogating Cobra Commander and still getting nothing from him. But not everything is coming up Cobra. Our intel also reports that Zartan may be using Dr. Mindbender and his key access to the ultimate Tempest weapon to make a move on Cobra. But here's where it gets juicy again. Apparently, Duke is using his years as a covert operative to blackmail the jugglers into leaving the Joe team alone, including freeing Snake Eyes and the other prisoners from the New Moon incident. Just as the blackmail plot is coming to a head, General Ray and Duke square off. Will Ray be an enemy or an ally? That's to be determined. But the whole get Snake Eyes out of prison thing is on. Scarlet, with the exciting return of Storm Shadow, have busted the silent ninja loose. Oh, by the way, Action Man was killed, and I'm not sure what's going on there. Now, back to G.I. Joe. All right, guys, it's time to get the highs and the lows of this issue. We start, of course, with our guest, and that's Jason. Well, my, I was going to start with the what, the like, what was Action Man doing there, and what was the point of that? But I guess we don't know. That's he was surfing, right. man. I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was just enjoying the sunset, he waxing down the board. I literally saw that, and I was like, I think that's Orsted. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a two Orsted vibe from that too. I was like, hanging hey, out man. with Orsted, man, he's not, he's not hurting anybody. What, what's, what's the I'm deal? Just waxing my board, getting ready to ride some waves, man. You're, you're crushing my groove. Huh. 
really hope they do something with that because it feels like someone walked into Jero's office and was like, hey, did you know because we're doing G.I. Joe, we also have the right stacks, your man? He's like, cool, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I, well, I mean, seriously, that was going to be my, my question to you guys because I haven't been reading all of the issues, so I thought maybe this was capping off a plot point or something, but no, okay, interesting. Well, I guess then I'll just say this General Ray guy is kind of a badass. I mean, he starts taking it to Cobra like on page one. I'd never heard of this guy before either. He's got his little mini tank just around there. He's cutting off Major Blood's hand. He's routing Cobra troops left and right. So I don't know. I don't know. Friend or foe? All I know is that he's got Cobra on the run. So I like him so far. I like his moxie. I yeah. like the cut of his jib. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. what well, I do remember that he, a little spoiler, because I'll be honest with you. I do remember that he does join the Joe team. And I think he takes over for Hawk. Oh. But I want to say, and this is pure speculation. Okay, this I only kind of know that because I think I remember seeing him on the cover with the Joe team. I, I think he's going to kind of replace Hawk. But I want to say there's something else there. Like, he's kind of a Serpentor in and of himself from the American government. I was wondering that, because they talked about it earlier on, right, when the Serpentor kids and in, in, in all that, that they were working on something else at one time. Yeah, yeah. I, so I don't know if it's directly connected to Serpentor. Like, there's yeah, cause this guy is like augmented uber, about this yeah, guy. Yeah, this yeah. guy is, like, super strong and, you know, very tactically smart, on it so yeah he just to come to in have and some super them. soldier serum or something going he's, on there. he's, he's like totally rolling. buff too uh he one end of the spectrum general ray the other end action man <laughs> <laughs> he did somebody came up to action man and just shot him while he was on the beach you know <laughs> i'll take my i don't want to say it's a high but it's just uh a, a, like a wow they actually hurt major blood you know i was like wow they actually somebody got hurt in this one well two people did you know action man died but it was like oh i don't know who you are anyway so it didn't really mean anything but in the beginning when he cut off major blood's hand i had to double take a look at that picture and go wait a minute and look at the panel right after that and there's blood's hand <laughs> his hand is there and it's and he's holding the numb of it i was like wow that's pretty ballsy to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you got blood going, well, I'm going to put my hook on and whatever. Like, it's like he's got the eye patch in. <laughs> they're making him a full-blown pirate. Right? Yeah. Have a peg leg by the yeah, five they're, issues. They're going to be deep, like, oh, you know? something happened with your laundry, Major Blood. All we got is these puffy shirts. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Sebastian, too. Like, that's like, a no. pirate name. <laughs> that's a pirate. Uh, under the sea. Under <laughs> Sebastian the Blood. He's got a hook and an eye patch now. A lot going on. All right. Well, I guess it's. Uh, I'll take a turn. How about it, Pat? And I guess to some extent, Jason. But they took Storm Shadow off the board. Like, yeah, I don't know, ten issues ago, something they like did. that. But before the invasion of Cobra Island, because he was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this life. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Tired of it. And oh boy, he's back to get his brother out of jail. And that's kind of exciting. It is. It is to see him on that last page, just boom, there he is. I'm like, oh, yeah. And you knew the minute they said someone was coming, I was like, oh, 
Who can yeah, she's be? like, I called him, and he's. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think we all know. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> oh man, and the drawing on the last page is just so baller with the smoke and like yeah. Scarlet's looking badass and sexy, and Storm yeah. Shadow's looking badass and sexy too because they just look so awesome. Yeah, it was cool to see, but I was surprised that it was. I was thinking it was going to be like a setup, you know they weren't actually going to be in there or that, you know, it's, Hey, we're sending out three or four, you know, vehicles, but we don't know which one they're locked in. But, you know, Scarlet says they got the tractor going on. So I can kind of see that. I would, that was just surprised that they didn't, you know, you're not going to have anybody in there with them to. It turns out it's for the best. Cause Tommy would have killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And I like how they did it there where, smoke and then oh no it's it's a him no it's a her and then it's like oh oh you got double whammy man that's yeah. a scarlet and storm show that's a one-two punch exciting stuff there at the end but let's get back to jason see what else he's got i'm kind of excited to see what this new 12 person team looks like and what that configuration is what kind of missions they go out on to be honest one of the things that really kind of detracted me from gi joe's i just thought it got too big and that's when i started falling out of it and it got a little too out there for me it kind of hit that uh, die another day (laughs) you know kind of phase for me like just a little too far so i'm excited as somebody that likes the lean teams to see what they do with these 12 what kind of missions are going on I'm really excited to see what happens now that Snake Eyes is free and you got the Snake Eyes Scarlet and Storm Shadow running around out there. And I'm excited to see what's going to go on with Duke because I I think this ultimate chess game between he and the jugglers has just gotten started. So just a a lot to like. So that's kind of a broad like, but just the anticipation that this issue left me with, it really whetted my appetite. I like that. Definitely can occur on all levels. And oh, by the way, someone shot Action Man. Back to you. <laughs> it's yeah, so I know, random. Yeah. I know one thing we're not going to see is Action Man. <laughs> I got to know more about that. But Jason's right. The broader arc here is really, the plot is thickening. So uh, what do you got, Pat? Maybe Action Man is that missing piece for Serpentor. For him to come back, and they just need that missing piece of Action Man to, <laughs> like Serpentor's got all these skills except surfing. Yeah. <laughs> now, now he's getting it. He's getting it. He can do the triathlon now. He can surf. He can do all that. He's he's got a great body. He can sit down and probably play a game of chess with you and beat you in two moves. That's how awesome he is. But he just, you know, couldn't stay balanced on a board. But now he can. But now so, he's got what he needs. Yeah. Now he's got what he needs. You know, maybe they'll give him a British accent too, so it'll really class him up. Well, they said they kind of cleaned up the way he talks. So that that'll be interesting to see how this new Serpentor comes out. How's he gonna talk? Is he gonna be more modernish with what he says and does instead of being that, you know, that over over the top kind of guy talk that he does? But that's what I'm interested to see where that goes with that. But I want to talk about Destro's side a little bit with Armada. 
I think she's coming around to Destro's side. Oh, you yeah. Know? I, I think she likes to see what he's doing and because she was kind of blowing off, you know, the sun. I'm not saying there's a, you know, she's interested in Destro. I'm just saying, you know, she was kind of pushing away uh, Destro's son a little bit and she's, you know, because she got some command back. I like that. All right. All right. I got a, a high I want to bring up and then a question for the group. Question for the group. The high is I really like the whole Hannibal Lectory scenes with Cobra Commander and the interrogation. My question for the group is the doctor lady with the black hair and the glasses. That was, was going to be my question. That, that's got to be like Zartan's sister at this point, doesn't it? Oh, you know, I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, that is that Baroness? But I'm like, no, she's no, back at... Baroness you know, is she, back uh, under pregnancy yeah. watch. So and I, I, then I, I, think then I thought it was the tech lady who's taking the place. Yeah, of, I think she's busy with other stuff, too. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a, either, either Zartan's sister or his daughter. <laughs> it's a, somebody that's a ne'er-do-well in their midst. I, I, I got that. Think that. I don't yeah. know who, but... Your guesses make sense. And they are guesses, folks. I know I've talked about how I've read this back in the day. I honestly don't remember. Maybe there's a seed way back there that does remember. This is really based more off of my cartoon experience. Whenever there's a pretty lady you don't recognize, it's usually Baroness in disguise or mm-hmm. Scarlet in disguise. Yep. That's your two choices. Here we got a little more because I'm thinking it might be, what's her name, Zanya? Zanya, yep. Was... Is she the daughter or the sister? I can't remember. She's the daughter, daughter. and Zorana. Zorana's the sister. Yeah. Anyway, so that's I think that's exciting stuff there with and that scene I thought was really cool because remember they asked him the routine questions and nothing changed on his heart rate monitor and then they were like, "Is that really you? Do we have the real cover commander?" And the little heart rate monitor did just one blip, boop, like, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> just <laughs> I thought just enough doubt was exciting." Uh, I think so. Yeah, that was definitely a cool scene to see with the commander. And I just like him just kind of being kind of cocky because he was trying to get them to give a little bit information back to him as well, too, of what was going on in the world. They're going to finally get that mask off. That big old beard is going to pop out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hicks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I think we've done our two rounds. I know Pat's got more. He's got to have more. You know what? I'm even going to feed you. I'll toss it to the both of you. I'll toss it to the both. How cool was it that, you know, we, we've talked about how cool it is that they actually made Duke cool in this series because they basically said, hey, while the whole Joe team was disbanded for seven years, Duke was basically James Bond uh, <laughs> running clandestine ops. And, man, he pulled those tricks out of his sleeve, man, and things were about to get dirty, man. What would you think about that? I liked it, but I kind of also thought it was just a setup anyway for him to get closer to Snake Eyes. You Did, think he was, like, running a distraction? Yeah. Kind of a deal? I think so, too. Or, or getting enough to where he himself would be captured or at least say, no, you're staying here now with us, too. You pissed us off. You know, yeah, so it was, they, were, you know, they were about to figure out who was willing to go further right up until General Ray walked in. So does that mean, you know, like you said, is Ray, maybe he's also helping out, you know, to say, no, put them, because he's the one that said put them together, or you need to move them now. Wink, wink. Well, to directly answer your question, I thought it was a cool scene. It really grabbed me. It's like, okay, Duke's pulling his power move right here. Before we really get to that 
final, are they going to bite or not? Ray walks in. And what left me questioning was what difference did Ray coming in really make, right? Like if, if he had something that was so ironclad, anybody could have walked through that door and it wouldn't have changed that scenario. Like I didn't get why just the presence of Ray coming in there changed anything. So it left me with some more questions. We don't even really know because that's where the scene ended. Right. Was Ray coming in? Now I, the only kind of thing I took is maybe that he had that sort of calming leadership presence. Like, all right, everybody let's, let's take a step back here for a second. You know, maybe that, I don't know, but that's where the scene ended. So, oh, so yeah, I just had more questions. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the power move was. I'm not sure why it was diffused just by the presence of Ray. Yeah. Just more questions, 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 questions. All we have is questions. Anything else before we move on? Okay, then I hand it to Pat for IG's report on combat readiness of the issue. And for those of you who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue's story on the same 1 to 10 flag points scale we used earlier. With that, Jason, 1 to 10 on the story. I'm at a solid 8 on this one. Definitely more action. Introduced a couple cool new characters, Ray being one of them. And really left me, like I said, wanting more. So solid eight here. Jared? I think I want to be with Jason in a solid eight. I kind of want to pump it up to a nine just because I was so excited to see Storm Shadow back again. But I'll hold that in reserve to when I get to see Storm Shadow do cool Storm Shadow things. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see the smoke effects. I want to see Storm Shadow do Storm Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> so I very solid eight. If Joe November was here. Oh, it would be. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm about to say, but all right. Solid eight. Mm, solid eight. Pat? I I agree with you guys as well, too. I'm at an eight. You know what? Eight's enough on this one. It's good. I love it. Eight is enough. I think the the momentum of the story is building again to see where it goes. I want to know. I want to know who is this Ray guy? What What's going on with Mindbender? Are they going to be that brings down the Tempest or at least takes control again? Who knows? We don't even really know what the Tempest does at this no. point. They didn't really say it, but it sounds like they make it seem like it's, oh, man, this is a really bad. I've been working on Mindbenders. Like, I've been working on this thing for quite a long time, and it's so it can either make or break whoever is the owner of it or the user of it. It's an espresso machine. That's what it is. <laughs> I like it, though. It, it harkens back to the cartoon days when they would have those big the big devices that they can use to control the weather or, you know, make things disappear like the mass device. So it's cool. I like it. Well, with the flag points out of the way, now let's give out the award for this episode, Silver Star Medal or Silver Snake. And the Silver Starwood Medal would go for any gallantry in action, or the Silver Snake will go to any sneaky snakeitude in this issue. So this is where we each get to reward the character in the issue who went above and beyond the Call of Duty or was really sneaky snake. Jason. I'm going to go with Ray. He has to hop to get that Silver Snake Award because his foot is so far up Major Blood's ass right now. He's got to hop up onto that stage and get it. So the silver star is going to go 
to Ray. It could transform into a silver snake, though. We don't know yet. Mm. Mm. Jerk, who are you going to give it to? I'm going to give it to Duke, man, for being all baller with his James Bond skills. You know, we haven't seen those come into play in a while. Good part of me wanted to give it to Storm Shadow for that cool interest at the end, but I want to see more. So I, I like how Duke is really fighting for the team. Yeah, I agree with you on that, too. Duke was my pick for the silver star on this one just because you know he brings the team together and i'm like well if he's in that that makes 13 so what's happening and then he says you know what i'm done flint's the new guy i'm gonna go and do my my stuff for the team and he does it comes in there all baller and drops the bomb of all that information he's got and then gets to be able to be with snake eyes and they to me i want to say it's all part of his plan so I seem to notice, I think, like, the original Joes, none of the original Joes are part of the 12, right? Stalker, Stalker and Grand Slam, I want Okay, say. Stalker and Grand Slam are. So I wonder if he's going to grab, like, the original Joes and have, like, a covert Joe team running around out there. That'd be kind of mm, cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, well, with our awards stashed away... Let's go ahead and get to the next segment, which is Death Probe's Toy Chest. Jared, what's in the toy chest today? It's here, the G.I. Joe collection. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. Oh, Pat, as you know, in this segment, we're going to take something or someone featured in this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. And for this issue, I've selected Scarlet. Scarlet is a counterintelligence troop. Her specialties include intelligence and classified. Her secondary military especially is classified. Ooh. There you have it. You may remember the original Scarlet came with a black bodysuit with tan boots, gloves, and unitard. Her accessories include a black crossbow, and that is it. She was first released in 1982 in Series 1, and currently there are 17 versions as of November of 2022. There are 17 versions of Scarlet if you count version 1.5 with the swivel arm and battle grip. That Jeff Scarlet. I don't think I did. No girls on my G.I. Joe team. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, I I just don't think I did at the time. But with other kids that they've had her. So, you know, seeing her around, seeing around the the block, you know. (laughs) Jason, did we have her? We sure did. I thought Scarlet was one of the cooler figures. She definitely was distinctive with that red hair and the unique suit. I always kind of wondered if that crossbow might have been inspired by Fear Eyes Only came out in 1981 with the um, Uh Melina Havlock and the crossbow. I always thought that was kind of cool. So, yep, had her and really liked her. She was fun. Yep, and I still have Scarlet in my collection. I'm not sure if she's an 82 or an 83, or I might have both. But, yep, there's definitely an old school Scarlet in my collection. You got to give it to Hasbro for making her part of the original crew to have the lady mm-hmm. on that team. So well, I'll go, I'll go. You went better. The original crew had a black dude in charge and yeah. a female who was baller. Yeah. Uh, I think Zap was Hispanic. Like mm-hmm. it was very representative of the actual military. A lot of people think diversity was invented in 2016, but no, no, no. <laughs> had it way back in the a and it just keeps on coming with spirit iron knife and torpedo and like just yeah i'll bet it's very representative of the real military which you know i think that you're seeing the hand of larry hama yeah 
Well, now that we've got the toy chest all done and dusted, it's back to Pat for our segment of Combat Comps. Call it, G.I. Joe. Go get Breaker. He can do it. All right, Jared. Thank you. You're, that is right. Next up is our feedback segment called Combat Comms. As always, we want to start off Combat Comms with a roster of our Battle Hardened Crusader Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy early access to special long box video episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf, ow! Oh. Auburn Elvis. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Captain Entropy. Clinton Robeson. Dave Collins, codename, Battlewagon. Battlewagon. Ezra Gallo. Gary Viola. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Jason Keen. Jason Lady. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. I hope you like Jim Jarman too. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Josh Strickland. Candace Ward. Kathy Bright, MVP. Mark Ross, a.k.a. Cluck Trent. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. P.D. Devins. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Morgan. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Spidey67. Spreadsheet. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Tony Pennington. And Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we do apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you are a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? It's very simple. Just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you will get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come and check it out. All right, you guys. As a reminder that this is the second episode of our double recording, so there will be no feedbacks on this one. But we still invite your feedback. Of course, you can leave us a voicemail at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. phone. And we'd love to hear from you. Questions for Orsted are always welcome. Or if you just want to call and give us a Yo-Jo, we'll add you to the Yo-Jo stack at the end of every episode. And of course, you can hit us up Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's all at Longbox Crusade. And that will bring us to mission complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles of Devil's Due Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade Network. DJ Cristanos, where can they find that? Well, Def Probe, I am glad you asked. You can find Longbox Crusade on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, most podcatchers out there. Or just go on to www.longboxcrusade.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. 
If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at back to you, Pat. Oh, I can be found at Christatos01. How about you, Jerry? At Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. There you have it, folks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. We will see you on the battlefield next episode as we cover issue number 38, The Union of the Snake Part 3. Until then, Platoon, Fallout. Yo, Joe! The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. So, like, if you lose your hand, man, that's... It's a harsh day. Yeah, it's harsh. General Ray's is a little aggressive, but like, you got another hand. You got another hand. So it's bright side of that. But like, what would you put on it instead of a hook, man? Hmm. Maybe what a spatula so I could flip those wicked burgers, man. Oh yeah, that's good. A spatula. Veggie burgers. Yeah, veggie burgers. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think I think I would like something like that where it be very you know you can put on a different piece for what what i need you know you yeah. know where, where we can just yeah, be like a back scratcher would be yeah. nice Ooh, yeah yeah salad tongs yeah but, wait you need fingers for salad tongs <laughs> maybe uh you know like you ever seen someone make a cake and they're icing the cake and it's got that big tube and they just squeeze in the icing out <laughs> that oh yeah <laughs> Just filled with the icing. It's oh, icing. I can. I love that. I'm ready to chop my hand off right now, man. <laughs> like a fishing pole would be nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would maybe just get the peace sign. You know, and just, just, I, I just, <laughs> just all the time. All the time. I just you know see people walking down the street and just wave my hand up, man. <laughs> peace, brother. You know, right, man. Somebody come know. up and get harsh on you. Be like, what you looking at? You just be like, peace, man. Yeah. Even the heart, you know, I might give him a little heart sign. And, you know, I love you, man. I maybe get like a for the bareness. <laughs> oh, I said too much. <laughs> and that's where we cut off the show. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs>